Welcome back to another episode of the Man to Man Pod. Yours truly, Darius Butler. My co-host, Antoine Bethay, won't be making it today. Um, if you're on the show on Monday, you already knew that. But he's taking care of some uh, some business, some good business, man. So AB won't be able to make it. I'll be holding it down today. Uh, I'm probably going to get out of here around 10.35-ish. So it's going to be a shorter show. Obviously, this show, the Man to Man Pod, is Man to Man Pod, I'm sorry. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Speaking of FanDuel, I am live from the FanDuel Thunderdome out here in Indy. Um, nice snowy Indy. You know, been in, been in South Florida, been a South Florida long, 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 long 30-plus year time uh, resident. You don't get the seasons, right? So, you you know, I've been traveling a lot this season. Obviously, Indy, Philly, Mount Laurel, you know, kind of the general similar area. So, I've been seeing, the, you know, been enjoying my, my seasons, I guess, this fall, winter. But um, snow, got a lot yesterday. It was beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see out of your, you know, your hotel window uh, where you don't actually have to live in it, shovel, uh, salt your driveway, whatever else you got to do, snow blow, whatever, all that other bullshit you got to do when you live in these type of conditions. So not jealous of that at all. Don't miss that at all. But it is nice to see for a couple of days here and there. A um, lot to talk about. Obviously, championship weekend is upon us. NFC championship, AFC championship, definitely going to be getting into that. And then, so, you know, we got two more weekends of football, right? We got championship weekend, we got Super Bowl. And then you kind of hit that that little that 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 period. You know, for me, I'm still a basketball fan, so basketball will still be on. Um, and thank God I picked up Formula One. So now I got two sports to kind of follow when professional men's football is not being played. Um and then there's always a bunch of off-season news when it comes to the NFL, whether it be coaching hires and moves, whether it be players being moved, traded, um, you know, free agency signs, obviously draft, all these different things that the NFL keeps us captivated with. Um, so we we'll always have something to talk about in that department. But we got to enjoy these last couple of weeks, man. We got to enjoy these last couple of weeks. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with us. All year long, all season long. Um, speaking of basketball, real quick, I had another. I had another same game parlay. So every Wednesday, I've been putting together an NBA same game parlay. Um, and it's usually on one of the nationally televised games. Last night, it was the Grizzlies-Warriors five-leg parlay. And this is what I've learned now from my research in, in the parameters for the parlay are, um, for me, it got to be over plus 400. Um, so I, I usually have to piece four, maybe five legs to get. I've had six leg parlays, but four, maybe five. And I've been hit on that fifth leg almost every time, literally one leg. So um, going forward, that's happening in football too. Going forward, I'm only doing the four-leggers. And I think that'll help. But last night I had, I should have sent this to Tone. Matter of fact, I, I may send it to Tone actually so he can see this, so he can visualize this and learn from this. You know, when, you, when you're when you on these sports book, 
FanDuel Sportsbook, hopefully. But when you're on these sportsbooks, you're putting these bets together. And I'm going to tell you something, too. They all look good. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've ever put together a parlay and got done with it and said, you know what? Uh, by the time I send them, by the time I send it through, it hit bet. I feel great about it. But uh, I'll talk about that on the other side, too. I will have one. Uh, this weekend for the AFC Championship for the Bengals-Chiefs game. That line has been moving all over the place, especially since we saw Patrick Mahomes yesterday and his pressure in practicing, full practicing Wednesday, which is crazy. Um, so, obviously, a lot to talk about. I'll be talking myself today. Obviously, going to be taking some questions, some comments, some concerns from uh, the comment section. And once again, I appreciate you guys for tapping in. The man to man pod live from the Thunderdome. I see you on the other side. again here we go on the other side man um before we even get into the games obviously some big games some some huge games the biggest games championship weekend nfc side san francisco 49ers at the philadelphia eagles on the afc side we got the cincinnati Bengals at the kansas city chiefs um so going to be talking a bunch about that um but before we do take a couple questions before we even get started some maybe football related questions maybe some non-football related questions uh whenever you get a chance you can throw one of them up Tony. if we have any of them any 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 you know i just want to get a look because i may get caught up get get rambling get going and then when i'm getting off here in, in 30 minutes i may miss the question getting part so let me get to that early man zito baby Shout out to Zito. Shout out to all the guys. Zito done held it down for me. Obviously, Pat let me use the stew for, for the pot all year long. Zeke setting it up, taking care of things. Um, been enjoying enjoying this run, enjoying this season. Uh, a lot of fun things ahead for, obviously, the football offseason and the next football season. But this year, I hope you've been following along with the man-to-man pot, obviously, with the Pat McAfee show. I've been here Wednesday, Thursday, live in the stew all year. Been doing everything DB, which is a segment where we dive into the deep parts of the deep depths of the defensive side of the ball from communication, from alignment, from technique, from coverages. Uh, We've been learning it all. So if you go Pat McAfee show on YouTube and um, every week, every Wednesday, I think it's maybe titled the best and worst plays from that week. And going over that. Um, so it's been fun. And then obviously been doing NFL matchup as well with Sal Powell and Greg Cosell over ESPN. So um then up in Adams on FanDuel TV every Tuesday during the eleven o'clock hour. So it's been a fun year, it's been a fun fun ride. Let's get some of these questions, Tone. Boom, 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 boom. 
All right, Dylan Green, do you have a preference for Indy's head coaching search, whether that be a defensive or offensive guy? Um, oh, excuse me. I don't I don't honestly I don't have a preference and, and be, the only reason I say that is because it's so much um it's so much that we're not privy to right from from the behind the scenes and this is why the people who make these these hirings this is why people who bring in these interviews and select these candidates have to do their own due diligence um and, and do their research on these people that in, these individuals how they interact with people not only the x's and o's part of it but how do they lead men right because that's the the biggest part of being a head coach is being able to keep that locker room focused keep that message um clear the communication from top down that's basically you know what what the culture is how clear is that communication from the top all the way through that that organization not only the locker room but the organization because when you're the head coach you essentially um, essentially like a CEO of obviously a multi-billion dollar company. So you're talking when you're speaking to um, a press conference, which you do a lot of press, a ton of press. If you are a head coach, you know, you're speaking to your team in that press conference. You're speaking to your fan base. Um, you're speaking to ownership. You're speaking to your fans. Um, you're speaking to opponents as well. So, uh, you got to do your due diligence, and, and a lot of these hirings will be first-time hires, so you don't know until you know when you get into that put in that situation. Um, but I, I just got to trust the people, you know, making these calls, and um, because some 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 people get get jobs, and you look at you, oh man, he's gonna knock that out the park. You know, Josh McDaniels when he went to Denver, and now you know in, in Vegas, um, Daniel Hackett in, in Denver. Uh, and then on the flip side, Nick Sirianni, when, when he got his job in Philly, and his opening press conference was, was terribly like, oh, man, this, this is going to be a shit show. And then uh, here they are hosting the NFC Championship, um, and, you know, MCDC down there in Detroit. You know, you thought he 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 may have been kind of out of his league, but you see those guys competing. and He's got Detroit, you know, fighting. So um, all these coaches are, are talented. All these coaches work hard and put together, you know, great game plans and they know the game inside and out. Um, but it's about managing uh, th those people in those locker rooms from the, the players, training room, equipment staff, et cetera, et cetera, the media, all those things. And then from the offensive and defensive side, that, that's, a inter that's the interesting part of this this conversation for me because uh, it's such a quarterback-centric league and obviously being a defensive guy, I feel even bad saying this. Um, but if I'm an owner, um, if I'm an owner and I'm looking for a head coach, obviously head coach is important. And then when you look at the success on the field, you got to have a quarterback to have a chance, right? And if you got a quarterback, let's say you get when you look at franchises over their lifetime, NFL franchises, it will be damn near impossible to find a franchise that, you know, in the last 50 years has had, you know, four franchise quarterbacks or three franchise, like great, like all-time great. You may get two. Right. If you look Green Bay, you know, they had two. Um, shit. I'm drawing a blank, but I'm sure that 49ers, obviously, they went back to back, had two. So it, it's hard to find these quarterbacks. And when you're hiring a coach, if you are to hire a defensive head coach, 
he's obviously going to hire an offensive coordinator to call plays. And then as soon as this offensive coordinator is successful, he's going to go get head, head coaching opportunities. And when you're an offensive head coach, you hire an offensive coordinator, that coordinator leaves. It's still your game plan. It's still your philosophies. It's still your schemes and all these things. You still have your hand all over that quarterback and his success. So like Sean McDermott, for instance, you look at last week in the divisional round with the eight teams, Sean McDermott was the only defensive head coach in the playoffs at that point. Obviously, Brian Dayball, his former OC, went on to be the coach of the Giants. Ken Dorsey, if he has another couple good years, another year, he'll probably be out of there, and then he'll be looking for another coordinator for Josh Allen. So you're talking about a quarterback who has you know, MVP talent or whatever who's going to be changing coordinators every two, three years. So um, if I'm looking – for a coach right now in the NFL with how it's set up around that quarterback. I hate to say it, but I'll probably be leaning towards that offensive side of the ball. And like I said, I hate to say it, but that's just the reality. But good question, though, Dylan. I'll take one more before I get into these games. G.I. <laughs> Joe 317. Uh, who's my favorite of all of Pat's crew? Um, I would say I have a favorite, you know, we, we all, we, we, we all kick it. We all cool. Uh, everybody has their different, it's like a team. It's like a locker room. Everybody got their own different, um, literally got a locker room here. Actually, everybody got their own different personalities though, man. Um, yeah, every, literally everybody, I, I wouldn't have a, a favorite. Um, now the, the motherfucker I want to put in the headlock the most would be the guy that sits Two chairs over, fucking Connor. He's running his damn mouth. But uh, nah, I love the guys, man. I love the crew. Um, wouldn't necessarily say there's a favorite. Let me get one more. One more. Uno mas. Ah, Dante S. Have you kept up with this everything? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, not too much. You know, I, I haven't gotten lost, you know, gone too deep into it. But obviously a lot of it, a lot has been put out there. Obviously it's right in my, you know, ecosystem. Um, obviously, you know, the co-host of this pod, 14-year um, pro, um, retired pro now, Super Bowl champ, pro bowler, um, HBCU legend Antoine Bethea he's not here today so obviously at some point we're going to definitely talk about this because he has you know more experience uh, than most when it comes to you know the whole that whole landscape but um yeah I've been following it uh you know every uh took the job at Bethune Cookman and then you know before the contract was signed you know he, he went on live said some things put some people on blast everything's went left and then it's been a lot, you know, put out there. So I've been following it and um, we definitely going to get into it at some point, but you know, something I, I just honestly hate to see. I, 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 I hate to see it. Um, yeah. I hate to see it playing out the way that it is, um, but we'll definitely get into that at some point, but for right now, we're going to get into these games, baby. Let's preview these games really quickly. Really, really, really good football teams left. And actually, before we get into these games, let me go ahead and knock this. Tell y'all about – let me tell you about my sports book. 
Hold up. Hold up. Some good games this week, man. Man, which games are y'all more excited about? Though? Which game, I'm sorry, are you more excited about? That Kansas City Bengals game in Arrowhead, which some people are calling Burrowhead. That's the word on the street. Um, or the NFC Championship out there in Philly with Philly San Fran. Um, I need to know which 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 game you guys are more excited for. Throw some of those up, Tom. Let me see. Uh, while I do this, am I I'm blind? Am I missing this? Eagles Niners. And I feel like they've been on a crash course. They've been on a crash course since since this C-Mac trade. Kansas City. For some reason, I can't find this read, guys. FanDuel, y'all might be Niners, Eagles. What's the what, what's the what's the Bengals? Your Bengals, okay. Philly, San Fran, a little more than Cincy. I want to know why, too. Let me know why y'all looking forward to these games. I'm going to tell you which one. I'm, I'm more excited about the NFC one. And I love the AFC matchup as well. But these NFC, we, we kind of know who Burrow and, and Mahomes are kind of at this point. We know who Spags is as a defensive coordinator. Best four teams, that's for sure. Uh, we know who uh, Luan Romo is as, as, a, as a coordinator at this point. Um it's still some not not really unknowns, but seeing Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy obviously on this stage. I mean, obviously I expected, you know, I picked the Eagles as one of my four teams, but I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. I also picked the Chargers. I gotta stand on that as well. I picked the Chargers to be representing the AFC side in the Super Bowl. Was a little biased on that one. But uh, I always expect the Chiefs and the Bengals to be here. I think when the, when we first put the brackets up and they had the odds on there and Bengals were plus 750 on the AFC side, I believe. I said right then and there, hey, it's kind of disrespectful. Maybe I'm kind of disrespectful. But um, anywho, let's get into these matchups, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I did pick the Niners four and four. Once the C Mac trade was made, um, and then obviously Jimmy G got in there with, with the Trey Lance injury. Um, but once the C Mac trade was made, I felt like that one was was I felt like that one was obvious. I felt like that one was obvious. You're talking about Christian McCaffrey being added to this roster. Obviously didn't see the Jimmy G injury coming and then Brock Purdy balling like he did. But I felt like that was kind of obvious. D'Amico Ryan's obviously been doing his thing. And no, whoever that was, I didn't see the comment. I saw it out on my periphery. But no, only four teams, baby. Same four teams, Chargers, Dolphins, Colts, Eagles. And I've explained why. Not going to get into it again. But those are my teams. And I also said to Jalen Hurts at the beginning of the season, it's well documented. I said it here on Pat's show. I said it here on the Man to Man pod. I said it on Up and Adams, K. Adams show, on FanDuel TV, that the Eagles would be in the bowl. But anyway, championship weekend is here. And the easiest way to get in the game, to get in the playoffs, is with FanDuel, America's number one uh, sports book. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets. Guarantee when you place your first $5 bet, just sign up with promo code M2M Live. That is promo code M2M. That's the number two. 
Live, L-I-V-E, for those of you who can't spell. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay, just like the one I just sent Tone from last night. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use so football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get a $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code M2MLIVE. You can throw up that disclaimer real quick, Tom. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook, partner of the NFL. And there you go. You can read that disclaimer real quick. We have another one later on in the show at the end. But yeah, let's get to these matchups, man. Let's go San Fran Philly. Oh, never mind. Let's go AFC. Let's go AFC. Let's go AFC. We can start AFC. We can start AFC. This line, like I said earlier, has been switching back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Ugly injury to Patrick Mahomes' ankle last week's game. He was forced, and I mean forced, to leave the field. Um, by his head coach, I'm assuming. Hey, take your ass in the locker room, get checked out, get x-rays, get this, get scans, make sure it's not terribly, terribly broken or shattered or anything in there. He was obviously had an ugly limp after the, um, you know, ugly tackle on his ankle. Um, went into chat and he came in, 98-yard drive, put points on the board. Mahomes went to the locker room, came back out, and then played and finished the game in the second half. Um I believe he's. It'll be this year's MVP. Um, this line has been moving up and down, up and down. They were underdogs for a couple of days, maybe a day and a half, until we saw Patrick Mahomes address the media, no boot on, walk off the stage, look healthy, and then go through a full Wednesday practice, which absolutely blew my mind after seeing that injury on Sunday. I mean. It, Obviously, he's a dog playing through obvious plant pain. Complete, you know, not himself out there, still making plays. Um, but for him to practice on Wednesday, I assume Chuck Pagano's here. I was talking to him earlier. He assumed as well. Look, this guy I may not get any practice reps this week, or he may, you know, go Friday and get those Friday practice reps and then be out there ready for the game. This guy went through full practice Wednesday. I'm going to assume he's going to go to full practice today on Thursday, same Friday and then um, be ready for the game is Sunday. So, uh, obviously, it's championship weekend. You're going to play through whatever you're going to do, whatever you have to do to play in these types of games. Um, That's just the nature of the profession. Um, It's obviously an ugly, physical, violent game. And, uh, you know, you only get these opportunities so many times. Obviously, this is the fifth (laughs) straight time for Patrick Mahomes and these Kansas City Chiefs that they'll be um, in this AFC championship game and hosting it on their home field. So, Patrick Mahomes, I don't, in my mind, he was never missing this game, um, but I definitely expect him expected him to miss significant practice time. But he is not. And then obviously on the other side, uh, Joe Burrow and these Bengals. I think they're on a ten game win streak, um, I believe, and on a three game win streak against these Kansas City Chiefs. Um, these Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City Chiefs, so obviously there's no fear in their heart going up there to Arrowhead. Some people call him the Burrowhead Stadium. Um, so this is going to be a great matchup, man. Um, Spags, three-time winning Super Bowl, three-time Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator, so obviously knows what the hell he's doing. And surprisingly, I saw a stat today 
I said the Kansas City Chiefs are actually leading the league defensively with quarterback hits. So not sacks, not pressure, but quarterback hits, which shocked me. Obviously, you got Chris Jones in that D-line, who is a defensive player of the year candidate. One of the final three is Michael Parsons in Dallas. It's Nick Bolson in San Fran. And then Chris Jones in Kansas City. So he's obviously been a force to be reckoned with. But with all that being said, the Chiefs are basically favored by one now at home, but it's basically a pick em game. Two very good defenses, two very good defensive coordinators, two great young quarterbacks, a lot of talent on the field. I'm going to Bengals in this one. I'm going with the Bengals in this one. I mean, you're betting against Patrick Mahomes. That's that, you know, that never feels great. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, but then outside of that, you know, it's 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 a it's a bunch of you know you got Juju you got MVS you got McKinnon you got uh, Ceh maybe back in the lineup Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, Isaiah Pacheco has been a dog you got weapons over there but as far as top dogs obviously it's Travis Kelsey no Ty Hill there um, the Bengals have been really really good on defense this year they got a really good front they do a lot on the back end as far as disguise. Blitzing, simulated pressure, sometimes dropping eight guys in coverage and only rushing three and still creating havoc. Um, they've been turning the ball over, especially late in the season. So I like them defensively a lot. I would give them the edge in this game defensively. The quarterback position, um, you always give Patrick Mahomes that edge, in my opinion. Um, but he's not 100%, and obviously Joe Burrow has beat him multiple times. So um, it's not – unfathomable that Joe Burrow can go out there and outplay Patrick Mahomes and Arrowhead. So, um, and then I feel like the weapons on Cincinnati are better. So give me the Bengals in this one on the road up there in Kansas city to get the win um, in a close hard fought game and then punch their ticket to back to back Super Bowls, which is crazy. Burrow said his window is his entire career. Burrow also said last week, while mic'd up, I'm him. And then they asked my body, he said, oh, you know, I blacked out. I, you know, you black out out there. I, I said that. I like it. I like that shit. You know, I like that. I, I'm not one of those people who like, hey, people need to be humble and they need to do this. And they need to... I don't mind a little arrogance. I don't mind a little asshole from my, from my quarterback, you know, but send those refunds all. Listen, I like that type of shit. When you're out there and you're competing at this level, you have to have the utmost supreme confidence in yourself. And it may cross that line at times, but ah, who cares? I like it. Actually, I love it. So give me Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go across the way over there to the NFC. Got the NFC. They've been the top dogs for wire to wire pretty much. Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni. Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni made their first playoff appearance last year when nobody I mean nobody not even myself even as big of a Jalen Hurts fan as I was did not expect Jalen Hurts and that Philadelphia Eagles team last year to go into the playoffs now they got their ass beat by the Bucks. I believe uh Eagles went in as a seven seed um but this year you know playing in let me say the best they yeah that's wild to even say, but right during the regular season, I believe the NFC East was the best division in football. You know, you had the Giants, you had the Cowboys, and the Eagles all in the playoffs. Um, 
and then even and they all made it to the division round too as well. So um yeah, this Eagles team, uh un- unbelievable, obviously on offense, starting with Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. Miles Sanders has had his best year as a pro. Um AJ Brown being traded on draft night. He's been unbelievable at that wide receiver one position. You got wide receiver two, Devontae Smith, one of the best young receivers in this game. Obviously, former Heisman winner. You got um Dallas Goddard at tight end, a dog when he's in there and healthy and playing. You got the probably the best. I think AQ Shipley said this is the best offensive line in football. And I think I'm gonna agree with him. Um, across from left tackle all the way across the right tackle, um, absolute dogs um, up front with this offensive line. Who, you know, in almost any offense in those trenches, that's that's you go as far as those guys go. Going back to that AFC Championship game real quick, that is the, my one concern. I talked about how much Kansas City Chiefs hit the quarterback. Second game, you're probably gonna have some backups in there for the Bengals on the offensive line. They did their thing last week. Ran the ball as good as they have all year against the Buffalo Bills. We'll see if they'll be up to that challenge again against the Kansas City Chiefs. But back to this game, uh, in those trenches on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles, dogs, they get the edge, give them the check mark. On the defensive side, in the trenches, the Eagles also, in my opinion, I think get the edge. Four guys over 10 sacks this season. Um, You know, Brandon Graham. Sweat was a dog this year. Obviously, Fletcher Cox, freaking heart. Like, Hassan Reddick, unbelievable season. So, you got dogs over there across the front line. And in the secondary, you brought it over CJGJ from New Orleans. They didn't want to pay him. You brought him over, got him at safety. He's been unbelievable. Um, Darius Lay, obviously, all pro year. James Bradbury, shit, all pro year. Um you got Epps been balling. Avante Maddox may be coming back into the, into the lineup as well. They're a nickelback. Um, so it's a lot, a lot, a lot to love about this Philadelphia Eagles team. And obviously they'll be playing at home and they are favorite by two and a half at home. And then you go to the other side, San Fran. Started off four and four. A lot of people saw him as a team that can go on the run. You looked at the roster, you look at the division. So much talent up and down the roster. It's just been the quarterback coming into this 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 season. Obviously, the quarterback was a question. We go with Trey Lance. They obviously went with him, moved on from Jimmy G. Jimmy G decided to keep him as a backup. Trey Lance gets hurt, put Jimmy G in the lineup. He plays well. Then he gets hurt. And then this guy from complete obscurity in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, he's had a great um, career if you look at him personally. Go to college, the things he did it. Um, Iowa State, and then being drafted. Even though you are the last pick in the draft, that's still still a hell of an accomplishment to be mystery relevant. Um, as is Brock Purdy got to the lineup and has done nothing but win. Has done nothing but win and, and, and play well while doing it. You know, not being carried. You know, not throwing for 157 yards with you know 14 pass attempts. And winning because you're playing great defense and you, you hand the ball off 45 times. As he's grown, as he's um, got more snaps um, in this league, um, he's gotten better and better and better. He obviously makes – oh, not obvious, may not be obvious because everybody can't watch the, the tape, but there are no restrictions 
in the offensive playbook when Brock Purdy is in at quarterback compared to Jimmy G or Trey Lance. It's like you look at Kyle, he's throwing the ball as much as he uh, has with anyone. Now they ran into a tougher defense last week against Dallas, and I think this Eagles defense will be their toughest challenge. Um, but Brock Purdy has looked great. Um, the play-action game, his accuracy, um, his ability to extend plays, uh, with his feet, his ability to make throws on the run outside the pocket to his left or his right, and then obviously his ability to take care of the football as well, which is really, really important, especially this time of year. You know, that's why they were able to get that win last week because um, Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys were not able to take care of the football. Brock Purdy has been doing that at a high level. The defense has been one of the best defenses um, in the entire NFL all year. Um, their one little weakness, I would say, is the deep ball, and that's where Jalen Hurts has thrived this year. Those, those deep passes, you know, 20, 25 yards down the field. Um, so that is something to keep an eye on in this game. But up front, probably the defensive player of the year with Nick Bosa. Um, Fred Warner, who could be in that defensive player of the year conversation as well, if you ask me. Uh, he's been an unbelievable first-team all-pro off-ball linebacker. Hufanga was an all-pro at the safety position. Um, Jimmy Ward has been great in that slot this year. Um, Ward has been a good pickup. Tredavious Ward. Uh, Lenore has played um, good on the other side at corner. So a lot to love about this 49ers defense, obviously. And then offensively, we all know the weapons. Debo, C-Mac, Juice, Kittle. And somebody that a lot of people sleep on. Not the people that's been listening and watching this pod, though. Brandon Ayuk has had a great year. Um had a great year, a great year, wide receiver one type of year out there, quarterback, with all the moving parts. I mean, out there, receiver, I'm sorry, with all the moving parts at quarterback. Some concerns um, in the backfield for San Fran this week. C-Mac is managing a calf injury that he's playing through. Um, I believe he missed practice yesterday. Not positive, but I believe he missed practice yesterday. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Elijah Williams, another back in that backfield. I believe also missed practice yesterday. Now, not overly concerned. Those running backs going to the championship weekend. And if you are to miss practice, it's usually a Wednesday practice that players miss. So that way you play your game Saturday, Sunday. You get Monday off. You get Tuesday off. You get that Wednesday off. And then later in the week. So I expect those guys to practice in some form today and then Friday and then be into the game. So, But something to keep an eye on with that backfield. Debo's obviously another guy who could play running back as well, but a lot of weapons on both sides of both of these teams. I'm excited about this game. Like I said, more excited about this game than the AFC Championship, but I expect two great games. But give me the Eagles at home to win this game. And I will be comfortable to say it's at two and a half, which is championship weekend. We expect a close game. But would not be shocked at all if the Eagles go ahead and win this by a couple scores. So I, I just saying, I love I love Jalen Hurts' ability, what he's been doing from the pocket with that offensive line once again. Then obviously what he can do with his legs. He looked healthy last week to me, and they look like they're running him in the the. It's a situational run, so it's you know you're not just gonna call a quarterback run on first and ten or second and seven, but third and four. You get into that red area, and when you get into the low red, the quarterback run game is completely alive, and those are the toughest situations to stop the quarterback run game because 
third and five, third and four. Like we gotta have all our pass. We gotta be on point with all our passing shit. Hey man, we gotta be in this cover coverage. We gotta be passing. We gotta do this, and then boom, you set up an exit blocker in there. Jalen Hurts is scrambling for seven yards and run out of bounds. Or in a red area, it's third and nine from the uh, third and goal from the eight and nine yard line. He dropped back. You gotta cover these great pass catching options. He a quarterback draw, quarterback power or something. And here he is waltzing in the end zone. So it's tough. It's tough. I think they'll have a hands full. Um, I think the 49ers had a hands full. But, you know, it's championship weekend. Obviously, anything can happen. But I've been riding this fly Eagles fly train heavy. So championship weekend, two teams will punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. I'm believing I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles punching their ticket from the NFC side and the Cincinnati Bengals punching their ticket from the AFC side. So you got a road game, a road team, and a home team winning and then facing off in the Super Bowl. And then, obviously, Super Bowl out in AZ. We will be out there. We will be out there on Radio Row. We will have some incredible guests joining us um, on the incredible set that FanDuel will be providing. Um, it's going to be an unbelievable experience out there in Arizona. Uh, and before the Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl will be taking place in Las Vegas, and it'll be a different Pro Bowl. It won't be the same Pro Bowl that everyone's been complaining about for years because it's been trash. It's going to be a new Pro Bowl. We're going to have 7-on-7. Seven seven. We got the Skills Showdown. So Thursday, February 2nd, 7 p.m. on the network on ESPN, presented by Verizon. You have the Skills Showdown. And then on Sunday, February – damn, that's a big – that's a wide gap from Thursday to Sunday. And on Sunday, February 5th at 3 p.m. on ESPN, and ABC, and ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus, and Disney XD? Okay. We had a flag football Skills Showdown. All right, all right, and the flag football game will be called by Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet. So that's going to be fun. That'll be dope. That'll be exciting. I'm going to be tuning in to watch it. Obviously, some people are going to hate it because it's new. Some people are going to love it because it's new. But I think the NFL had to do this. They had to switch something up. The game had become unwatchable, even for a football addict like myself, unwatchable. Um, so now – especially with these two guys on the call, Kurt Herbstreit and Pat McAfee, and then the incredible players that's going to be out there displaying their incredible athleticism with flags on, not concerned, not overly concerned with injury. We should have a a great one out there, man. I can't, uh, can't wait to check this out. Obviously, this will be before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl will wrap up our football season, and then I'll be on to my next season. I don't even know if I'm going to call it. My second favorite sport. It might be 1A and 1B right now with the NFL football and then the Formula One racing. And we got some car reveals coming up. Now, if you don't know the car. And you know what? I don't really know, honestly, because this would be the, the, the first one that I'm really anticipating where I know the dates and I'm going to be looking at the websites and the, the content teams and the, the this and the that. But every year in Formula One, the teams are responsible to build a new car for that year based on the regulations and the this and the that of that season. So whatever, however successful or unsuccessful you were the year prior, you got a chance to get back to the drawing board and build a new car. And um, 
the teams reveal these cars. This is kind of similar to, you know, us, you know, if you got a new jersey coming out, a new logo for the teams or merch or something, um, you reveal the car. So this is the the the, the paint job on the car, right? The delivery, you know, how it looks. Um, sometimes the different sponsors, obviously those things are announced beforehand, but different sponsors and stuff is on it. But uh, let's look at the schedule for the cars of being the F1 cars that'll be releasing their new cars for the year. So Haas. They got the earliest one, January 31st, and it'll be online. Red Bull, February 3rd in New York. Williams Racing, February 6th. That'll be online as well. Alfa Romeo, February 7th in Zurich. hope I said that right. Alfa Tari, February 11th in New York. Aston Martin, February 13th. Silverstone, that's out there in the UK. McLaren, my guys, February 13th. McLaren Technology Center. And then Ferrari still hasn't been announced. I thought they announced theirs, but it says TBC. You know, we say TBD over here in America, right? Or TBA. But TBC, so they haven't been announced yet. But the date is February 14th. Just don't know the location. Or maybe TBC is a location. Shit, who the hell knows? Mercedes, February 15th in Silverstone. And then Alpine, Alpine, however you said, I say Alpine, February 16th in London Town. So those will be the reviews. We get the schedule. Let's see the schedule real quick. See if anybody going to pull up to one of these games with me. I mean, these uh, Grand Prix, I'm sorry. Obviously, the ones in the U.S. May 7th, we got the Miami Grand Prix down there in Miami. At a Hard Rock Stadium, Stephen Ross told y'all he made as much money with that race. They'll be having nine more right now on the schedule in Miami than he did all season long from his NFL games. Another U.S. race, Austin, October 22nd. I went to that Austin race this past um, season. It, incredible. Absolutely incredible. October 22nd in Austin. I'll be back at that one. And then we got a third race on the home turf, November 18th. Got to get out there for Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. You know they're going to try to do it big. Um, they're bringing the race over there. <laughs> They've been building that track and building all the things around it. And I actually read something. Ah, another point. But um, November 18th, Vegas. October 22nd, Austin, Texas. And then May 7th in Miami. So those are the three races on home turf and obviously you can see all the grand prix from all around the world that formula won't be doing like they do every year i might pull up on vegas like, hey let's do it man it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time you know they're gonna put on a great show right out there on the las vegas strip man um but can't wait for these games this weekend uh cannot wait carlos nava has a question i'm gonna take a couple more questions before i get up out of him get out of here Three minutes. I'm gonna fly through these. Does Dos Lewis Hamilton have a bounce back year, or does Max have it again this year? You know what? It depends on these cars. Because once again, the Mercedes they had a dominant car for a while. There had a stretch where they ran off six, seven straight World Drivers Championships, Constructors Cups as well. So you got to, each team has two drivers, and you combine their points, and then that that's who that's which team wins the constructors cup and then the world the wdc which is the world drivers championship i believe that's the driver that accumulates the most points and wins and max and his red bull car have been dominant for the last 
well, Mercedes Red Bull were back and forth, came down to the last race the year prior. Uh, controversy there uh, in Abu Dhabi, I believe. But um, last year, Red Bull and Max were dominant, had a dominant car. Max was a dominant driver. So it'll be interesting to see. There has not been a driver that has raced, has had 300 race start th- starts, I'm sorry, and uh, Lewis crossed that mark last year and won a race after their 300th start. So Lewis did not win a race, um, did not win a Grand Prix last year, um, which was probably the first time in a long, long time. George Russell, his partner, his teammate, did win one. Uh, later in the year, they started to figure some things out with that car, but Mercedes hated that car. They couldn't wait to get rid of it and build a new one. So uh, I'm expecting Ferrari, honestly, in my opinion, had an incredible car and, and greatly underachieved last year. So we'll see if they can get their shit together um, with Leclerc and Sands. But uh, a lot of movement as far as on the grid with drivers. Um, but I definitely anticipate Lewis, Sir Lewis Hamilton being right up in the top getting some wins next year and being competitive in that driver's championship. And his teammate, George Russell, just from what I've seen, very consistent, great in qualifying, and not very interested, in my opinion, on being driver number two. That's just my, you know, he wants to be the top dog, at which, in my opinion, everyone should, in my humble opinion. I think everyone should feel like they, hey, I'm the guy here. I'm in the car. I'm in one of the best cars. I'm trying to win these races. And that, that was a mindset that George Russell definitely took to the track every Sunday last year. But I'm excited for this season. You should be too. Um, some special announcements coming up in that arena as well, man. But um, can't wait. Time and place for everything. That time and place is after football season. As of right now, we got the FC Championship. We got the NFC Championship coming up. I've made my picks, Eagles, Bengals. Let me know your picks. Hit me up with any questions, any comments, any concerns on Twitter using the hashtag M2MLive. And that's also the promo code when you're getting on FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, the sportsbook partner in the NFL. And right now, it's your first $5 bet, $150 in free bets. Win, lose, or draw, $150 in free bets if you're signing up, if you're betting. You don't have to, but if you are, use the FanDuel Sportsbook. And if not, don't. You know what I mean? It's been a stressful betting year. You know, and always, always, always bet responsibly. But keep an eye out on my same game parlay for the Bengals-Chiefs game. Um, make sure you tune in to the NFL matchup this weekend. <laughs> Early morning, Saturday and Sunday, baby. You know, that's how you start your football weekend off is with the NFL matchup show with old Sal Powell and Greg Cosell. And then tap into the Pat McAfee show today around noon Eastern Standard Time. I'll be up on the stage. You can't see this desk right here in front of me, but I'm sitting at Tone Diggs' desk, and right in front of me is uh, Chuck Pagano's desk for Thursday. So Coach Chuck will be here too. Make sure you guys tune in. See you guys later in the afternoon. Um, Have an incredible weekend, and we will see you again on Monday for our overreaction slash it is what it is Monday with – a B in the building as well, man. I appreciate y'all. I rock with y'all. I catch y'all on the other side. Gone.
21 plus. It's select states. First online real, real money wager only. Refund issued as a none. Withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 NAZ. 1-8-789-777 or visit backslash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia.